Hello, friend, and welcome to the Live Your Legacy podcast with Chelsea Quint, where we are committed to talking all things conscious business, doing well by doing good, spiritual practice, spirituality, folding in spirituality into day-to-day existence, and being your own healer. I'm stoked to have you here. Hello, friend, and welcome back to Live Your Legacy. Thank you, as always, for listening. Before I jump into today's episode um, fully, I want to give you a heads up that I have a workshop coming up this Thursday. It is for entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, existing entrepreneurs. It is a Business Foundations Workshop. It is part of the Better Business School curriculum, and it's really about building some divine masculine, really sacred infrastructure for your business. So a lot of the kind of core foundations required to start your business, scale your business, sustain your business over time is what we are diving into in the Business Foundations piece. So I would love to have you. You can go to chelseaquint.com slash business dash school to join us. You can either drop in or register for the entire Better Business School series. And I look forward to seeing you there or hearing how it goes from the replay. With that, my friend, I want to jam out today on... Something that I have noticed happening in social media, and honestly, it's it's not something I've noticed happening recently. It's been it's been it's happened for a long, long, long time, and I've been feeling particularly fiery about this thing on social media lately. So, if you follow me over on Instagram or read my emails, whatever, if you if you re- hang out anywhere with me where you have a chance to read my words. Uh, or hell, even here on the podcast, you've likely gathered that I'm I'm fairly long-winded. I I can be concise, um, but it's not necessarily my forte. I've got a lot to say. I've got a lot of wisdom from a large variety of fields and life experience. Blah 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 blah. So I'm not exactly short-winded, and on top of that, I. I don't love to exist in all or nothing thinking or to play in the space of being really dogmatic, right? Saying like, this is the only way to do things. or This is the best way or it's always this, it's always that. I'm not a huge fan naturally of polarizing language. And a lot of the space where I tend to exist is in the space of nuance, is in the space of exploring middle ground, is in the gray area. And as a result of that, I've often, I've often felt that I'm at the fringes, no matter where I am, I don't belong. And I've, you know, I've, I've felt other in a lot of spaces. And I have found, I've been noticing in particular just just super attuned lately 
to the fact that social media is not really a space that lends itself to nuance, right? And so I want to drop it in with an example, right? If I were to post a a polarizing statement, right? So let's say I were to put up a, a quote graphic and a post that just says, um, I should have come up with an example, but that just says, you know, stop unethical marketing or countdown timers are evil. Countdown timers are unethical, right? Something like that. If I posted some controversial thing, or you know what? Here's a great example. You remember the, um, what was the dress question? It was gold or blue, I think. If you if you remember this, let me know. Confirm that you remember this. Send me a message. But the the whole controversy controversy over the dress was that some people were posting and clearly say like they were saying I will stake my eyesight on it. I'll stake it my reputation on it. This dress is blue and black versus gold and pink and gold or something like that. I can't remember what it was. Those kinds of posts, things that are really extreme, really intense, really polarizing, tend to do better. They are could could be um, referred to as clickbait, um, could be referred to as you know polarizing statements, and it's even I've I've uh, done like continuing education courses around creating content and copywriting. And the idea of writing a polarizing statement, like that is actually a teaching and that in your email subject lines, your social media copy, it makes sense to be polarizing because people, it gets people to react. If people are reacting, your engagement is higher than Instagram or Facebook or wherever thinks, ooh, people are engaging with this. They're interested. Let's show it to more people, blah, 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 blah. So from a straight up marketing business perspective, it makes sense to be really polarizing and, and, and jump into some extreme, right? To put an extreme opinion out there it, because it's going to be more reactionary, right? And one of the human phenomena that we see a lot on Instagram, I know I engage in this if you are listening and you exist in the social media space at all, it's likely you engage in this, is the experience of using social media to shape the way that the world sees us, to shape our identity, right? So before social media existed, we as humans could use things like, you know, the way we decorate our house, the way we paint our house, perhaps the kind of car we drive, the kind of, in particular, the kind of clothes that we wear, the kind of style that we have, what accessories we have, whatever, whether we wear makeup, right? All of these were the kind of, the ways that you could demonstrate who you are and what your values are, your bumper stickers if you use them. But before social media, it was actually not nearly as easy to publicly declare, this is who I am as a person. This is what I stand for, right? 
But now with meme culture, with the shareability of memes, of posts, and especially on a platform like Instagram, and with things like Reels, with things like TikTok, it is actually incredibly easy for us to publicly declare, whether you are a business owner or not, what who you are, what your identity is, what your values are, etc. Which and and this is, I would argue, this is one of the reasons to support the case for brands. Whether you are like a big brand, you work for a big brand, you run social media for a big brand, or you are a solopreneur, you run your own company by yourself or you have a small team, I think this is part of the case for brands having social, economic, racial justice, environmental justice um, components to their public persona or their, yeah, to their social media persona. Because in the past, you know, that it was not normalized. It was not even that accessible to have a platform to demonstrate who you are and what you value on a broader scale. Now that it's actually extremely commonplace and you might think about, you might not even have realized that that's what you're doing, but like when you share a graphic that is talking about something environmental justice related, social justice related, economic justice related, race related, um, dismantling the patriarchy related, politically related, like whatever the thing is, even when you post things about like, hey, here's something to remember about small businesses. Here's something to remember about weight loss. Here's something to remember about your health. Like when you share a piece of content like that, at least part of what you are doing is demonstrating to the people in your orbit, some of whom you may know, some of whom you may not, you are demonstrating to them, hey, this is who I am. This is a fragment of who I am. This is what I stand for, what I don't stand for. These are my beliefs. You are shaping your identity by sharing pieces of content. If it's a humorous piece of content, right? Like when I share um, cat videos, <laughs> whether of my cats or other people's cats or comics I love, I am sharing something from a place of, hey, this is this this piece of content is something that resonated with me. It's a representation of who I am or what resonates or what I find meaningful. And I wanted to share it with you, right? Like it is a piece of expression. The things that we share on social media when we're sharing our content and when we're sharing other people's content is a form of self-expression. In the same way that me choosing the tattoos I've placed on my body are, that's a form of self-expression. In the way that the kind of, the t-shirt I wear and the, you know, when I wear a shirt that has words on it, the words that are on that shirt are a way for me to communicate, hey, this is a little, this is a little piece of insight about who I am as a human. And social media allows us to do that in a way that is pretty, it's, it's pretty brand new, right? Like social media has been around, um, I mean, I've been engaging with social media for not most of my life. Goodness, I'd have to go back and look and see when I got, when did I get on these platforms? But a good chunk of my life, 
right? And even if we go back to, you know, I'm thinking back to using um, AOL Instant Messenger, back to the AIM days, and dear God, the amount of time I spent <laughs> chatting with folks online. Um, but even back then, right, like what your screen name was, think about your Instagram handle, um, the kind of away message that you would use. It's, it's been such a long time since I've looked at any sort of AIM features, but I do remember for sure there were these little initial seeds of you creating a digital fingerprint for yourself, a digital identity for yourself. And so at any rate, with meme culture and shareability of posts, of content, of videos, these social platforms have given us an additional way to demonstrate to one another, hey, this is who I am and what I stand for, which is important from a, you know, kind of self, the desire for self-expression, the desire to be seen, as well as, I would argue more, more potently and more biologically, the need to belong, right? Because when we put out there, hey, this is who I am, it is in some way saying, this is the group I am a part of. This is the group I am. I'm, I am a part of people fighting for racial justice. I am a part of that group. I am a part of the group of small business owners. I'm a part of entre entrepreneurial groups, etc. So all of that to say, I want to put these pieces together, right? Social media is a place that does not reward, that rewards polarization more than nuance and complexity. I don't wanna say that social media only praises, only rewards um, polarization, because that would be a, I mean, it's not a particularly polarizing statement, but that would be a an all or nothing kind of statement. But I have found it to be true that when I try to share complex thoughts, processes, and some of it is just me learning how to be a better content creator, right? It's not that you can't share complex things on the internet. And social media lends itself to all or nothing, polarizing kinds of content, okay? And because of this ability for us and the, the way that many of us have started using social media to express ourselves and create our identity, not just in the way we create content, but in the things we share, this is where we get into this kind of um, potentially challenging area. And this is, okay, let me, this kind of potentially challenging area where I hate the term fake news, <laughs> but where things that are not totally based in truth get shared a ton and go viral. I have a couple of examples here, and this was sort of the impetus of recording this podcast. And really my main point here is let's all get a little more data, get a little more curious about our own behavior in relationship to social media as both creators and consumers. So I remember, uh, I don't remember when this was, y'all. I'm pretty sure it was not in 2020, even though in my brain it feels like it was a year ago. 
at a time, if not too long ago, but more at least a year ago, there was a piece of content that went around, and I, if I remember correctly, it was like a, a quote graphic on Instagram that went around from a big influencer, I think, that said, like, why we need to stop buying Palo Santo. Now, there are some asterisks about Palo Santo, cultural appropriation. Do you understand the relationship of the of of like the your relationship to Hollywood? Do you understand what smudging is, why it's done, why Palo Santo is used? Like, yeah, there there are some questions around understanding the roots of the practices that you're using. Um, there are some questions about, you know, are you buying from ethically sourced places or not? Are you, you know, are you buying from indigenous folk? Are you whatever? There are questions around this question of should we or should we not be buying Palo Santo? And the argument, I am working off of memory here, so I'm working off of memory. My memory is flawed and human. And from what I remember, the argument was that um, we need to stop buying Palo Santo because it is endangered. Now, when I first saw this post, I saw a former client of mine actually share it. And they had just, you know, shared it to their story, I think, or maybe their feed. And I went and did a little bit of, I did a little bit of digging. I, I um, felt the immediate desire to share it. And I, I often personally strike this balance between, I have, I used to be a journalist. Um, I, my, my background, my educational background is in journalism. And so I do have this kind of natural skepticism around like, wait, where is this information coming from? What are their sources? And I want to check sources. Um, and I also have this, have grown up in social media, use social media as an identity platform thing that causes me absolutely to sh do the kind of instant like, ooh, yes, got to make sure everyone knows I do the right thing, I'm a good person, or that this is how I feel, this, that, the other. And so I'll do the instantaneous share sort of thing. So at any rate, I did some digging and then I, you know, ended up finding that there are multiple types of Palo Santo trees and that this message is actually potentially damaging to people who are harvesting Palo Santo in ethical ways and that the Palo Santo tree that is not used for um, smudging and not used to create, you know, hold the Palo Santo Hollywood smudge sticks um, is the one that's endangered, blah, blah, blah. I ended up seeing an ethical Palo Santo distributor um, who I've purchased from share their frustrations about the vi vi virality of this post and that it was damaging for them and for um, the, the people down throughout South America who they work with. Um, and so at any rate, it was this difficult thing where a social media influencer shared a piece of information. I don't know this person. I don't, I don't even remember who it was, but I don't know this person. I don't know if they did their research or just heard it and made a graphic, whatever. But the reality is that there's a lot of responsibility associated with 
sharing information and a lot of credence, a lot of social capital is given to people who have a lot of followers that may or may not be justified. I'm going to go with justified. I'm going to go with justified for lack of a better word. Just because someone has 5,000 or 10,000 or 50,000 or 100,000 or a million followers does not mean what they are saying is factual or accurate or true for you. And so that was one example where someone had posted something. It was, I mean, not exactly controversial, but like polarizing. It's like, we need to stop buying Palo Santo. It was uh, posted in the sort of like wellness spaces, spiritual spaces, and it went viral. Turned out maybe it wasn't true. Da 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 da. But so many people shared it from this plate without even thinking anything of of it, without taking it through the filter of their own intuition, without doing any digging, and then it potentially did some damage. So that's my one, my, my first example. My second example is the one that, uh, inspired me to actually record this podcast, which is in the last several weeks, maybe month. Um, I, y'all, I don't know why I feel the need to give time context anymore. Like who cares if it was yesterday or a year ago at a time prior to now? Um, I have seen, and I have actually shared as well, I still do this too, but I've seen and shared some some Instagram content going around um, basically saying like, you know, saves and shares are the new likes, so you should be saving. Comments are more like doing rankings of like comments are the most important now, or saves are the most important, and then shares and then comments, and then likes don't really matter, blah, 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 blah. So I've seen a handful of those posts. I've shared at least one. I might have shared more than one. I don't remember. But I've seen a lot of this, you know, kind of, see, and this is an example. It's not even necessarily polarizing. But it is claiming a fact, right? It's saying this is true. What is true is that this is the way the algorithm works. And so I shared it from a place, when I think about my motivations, I shared these kind of posts, one, because I like sharing resources for the folks who follow me, who are my business coaching clients, or who follow me and are entrepreneurs in their own right, or aspiring to be entrepreneurs. So I like sharing content that can be useful for them. Um, Two, for my own engagement purposes, if I want you know, if I want to ask my audience to engage with me in the ways that are most supportive to play the game of Instagram and the game of the algorithm, then I have to tell them what they are, right? Um, and from an identity perspective, I guess, but you know, because I want to, I, I do want to be thought of someone, thought of as someone who is in the know. Now, I've seen a handful of um, social media experts, Instagram experts saying that's dumb. 
the algorithm hasn't changed. Yes, there are new features, but it's not realistic to say that likes have likes are the new thing and likes or likes are not the new thing and likes don't matter anymore. Blah, 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 blah. So, and it's interesting because even that, it, those posts in and of themselves are a little polarizing. They're saying, whoa, 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 no, that information over there is wrong. That information that's gone viral and that everyone is sharing is wrong. Here's the true information. And in so many ways, social media has become this kind of like bouncing from thing to thing to polarizing to polarizing to this side, to that side, to this side, to that side. And I have it, I, I will speak for myself. I don't know about you, but for me, I have absolutely found myself hooked into that those bouncing back and forth kind of things of like, wait, what do I even say? What's even, what's even the right thing? How do I, how do I be good? How do I demonstrate that my identity is, is, is good? I'm a good person. I'm an in the know person. I'm a good enough coach. I'm a good enough activist. I'm a good enough humanitarian. I'm a good enough wife or person or like whatever, yoga teacher, meditator, all of the different things. And for me, when I catch myself in that kind of, oh shit, I did something wrong. I said the wrong thing. Now I got to share it. I have found it really useful. I want to really explore when I notice, like, oh wait, did I share misinformation? I find it really useful to look into one, why did I share the post that is maybe misinformation? Two, to own it and be like, hey, I shared information that might be inaccurate. And three, to actually explore the information I'm sharing. And so really all I want to do here, as per usual, there's not like a clear prescription or this is the way to think because I don't want to teach you how to think (laughs) Um, other than to think for yourself and through the filter of your own knowing, your own intuition. And with, you know, any guidance from trusted mentors, advisors, etc. And y'all, I'm going to argue that if you only know someone from social media, and especially if you only know them from like their marketing, you you it it's it is difficult to actually know someone, especially like if you know being good at marketing is not the same as being correct about your information. Being good at marketing is not the same as being a good practitioner or provider of whatever it is that you do. Being a good marketer is not the same thing as being an expert in whatever your field is. And so so this is one reason I find it, um, I find, I I think so many folks end up having kind of crappy um, experiences with a coach or mentor or consultant or some kind of service provider at some point is that if you are, you know, if you are purchasing based solely on marketing and don't realize, can't kind of read between the lines, then, then yeah, there, there, it's very likely that at some point something funky may happen. That's a conversation for another day. Margot the pup says, hi, 
I believe this is actually my fir- our first episode with Margot. So if you have not seen Margot, uh, head over to at Chelsea.quint on Instagram. There is some Margot content in my stories on a regular basis. She is our brand new corgi puppy. So my invitation, as I said, is not to teach you how to think or not to teach you what to think. Maybe a little bit of how to think, maybe. But really to invite you into curiosity about why you share the things you share And really, when you see things and you see yourself resonating with stuff that has no nuance or that has no, yeah, that has no nuance and that is really existing in the land of polarization, all or nothing, this or that kind of thinking, question it, get curious, you know, Um, and especially before you share something, really, really look at, okay, what is this? Do I agree with this? When I actually look beyond just the really pretty cute quote, do I feel good about this? And if you are a creator, then I extra doubly invite you, implore you to explore. My puppy is coughing. I don't know if you can hear that. She's okay. Just FYI. Um... If you are a creator, I extra, extra, extra invite you, implore you to become even more curious about why you're creating what you're creating. And when you feel yourself putting out something polarizing or all or nothing, drop into, do I believe this fully? Does this create an accurate portrait of what I'm trying to say? Am I just trying to get clickbait, to get likes? What's my motivation here? And I think that hopefully as we become more conscious consumers and conscious creators, there might be there might be a, a way, some ways to make social media a healthier experience for us all. So with that, As always, thank you for listening. I appreciate you. Thank you for your support. Every time you share the podcast, send it to a friend, share it on your stories. It means the absolute world to me and helps me continue to do what I do, which is hopefully of use to you. Reminder that I have that Business Foundations Workshop coming up on Thursday. This episode is coming out on Monday, March 8th. Um, So the, the workshop is in just a couple of days. Yes, it will be recorded. Yes, you can register after the fact and get the recording. And it's going to be pretty incredible. Join us if you feel so inclined. I will add the link to the show notes or just head to chelseaquint.com slash business dash school. And I will talk to you soon. This is the Live Your Legacy outro. Thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging with me on the podcast. It brings me so stinking much joy. As always, your listening, your time is so greatly appreciated. And if this was valuable to you, 
please help us spread the word by rating and reviewing the podcast on Apple Podcasts, if that is where you listen, or by sharing across any of your social media platforms, email someone who would benefit from this, any way that you feel called to share helps us so very much. Make sure you check the show notes to grab any links or resources from this week's episode and we will chat with you soon.